Greetings and salutations. My name is Tony Motoroy from XJTalk.com, and this is the Jeep Cherokee XJTalk.com show. I really need to write that down. I kind of get bored halfway through saying it and have to think about what it is that I'm doing. So, we're going to have a little talk show tonight, like we do every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. And, uh, Hope you enjoy it, whether it's uh, live here on Ustream or uh, listening to the recording via the uh, podcast, uh, iTunes podcast, or YouTube, or even the Ustream. So we'll get started here in just a minute. It's where you go when you're not off-road. This segment is brought to you by Ironman 4x4, the toughest, most adjustable control arms in the industry. Ironman 4x4 has a wide variety of rugged off-road suspension products that are overbuilt and underpriced. Visit Ironman4x4fab.com today. That's Ironman4x4fab.com. Hello, this is Kurt, a.k.a. Weldman from Wisconsin. If you're looking to get some great information or share what you know about your XJ and you need to see some pictures of other XJs to get some great ideas or how-tos, this is the place. We come from all over the world, so you might even make a few great friends. You won't find a better group of people to chat with. And best of all, we don't judge you for your ride. So stock or super modified, you are always welcome here. So look no further. XJTalk.com the place you need to be. So sign up, sign in, and have some fun. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about xjtalk.com. It's a great site. There's no bashing. Everybody's nice and friendly. Great place to be. Okay. Well, guys, thanks. It's another Wednesday, 8 p.m., so uh, 
it's a uh, another live xjtalk.com show. And uh, I did something today that uh, I don't normally do. Um, I got to bed pretty late last night. I think it was around 4 a.m. And uh, I, I'm in this cycle again where uh, I get home, I get sleepy, and I take a nap. And then I get up, and uh, I'm up for a little while, and um, then I go to sleep. Well, last night I, I was busy messing around with stuff on the computer, on the uh, the Internet, so on and so forth. And... Uh, didn't get to sleep till late. So I took a, uh, actually took an honest to goodness nap today before the show. So um, I rushed in here about 15 minutes before showtime and uh, cranked everything up. And fortunately, I'm getting uh, used to it enough uh, doing this where all I have to do is come in here and turn it on and it works. I really don't have to uh, worry about things uh, coming up and uh, uh, working correctly. So I guess I'm feeling a little more comfortable about doing stuff like like I like I did taking that little nap, and I guess probably it was a 45 minute nap. Boy, I needed it. Wayne and uh, Brian XJ, uh, Wayne in uh, in New Zealand, Cantab 27, 27, 27. Uh, they're used to seeing me early in the morning. That's usually after I've uh, had my little uh, four or five hour nap. Yeah, I know that's a hell of a nap, isn't it? So. Um, uh, that's what I did, and I don't think you can tell. I don't see any kind of hash pattern or, or anything on my, my face, so I guess I uh, I napped successfully without uh, developing any napping, um, napping marks. <laughs> you may notice that uh, I have a new uh, microphone pop filter. It uh, came in today. This is the 4-inch model, and if you remember, if you were watching last week or if you saw the uh, YouTube or Ustream recording, uh, you'll remember the frying pan I was talking into. And it looks something like this. So you can see there's quite a bit of difference. Yeah, this this is a 6-inch. And the one I'm talking into now is a 4-inch. And you know what's really cool is I can still see the screen. Well, I can see a lot more of it than what I could. The microphone is still in the way, but I can see a lot more of the screen now, and uh, that makes me feel a lot more comfortable trying to read something with two eyes instead of uh, part of one eye. <laughs> so this one, this one is much, much better. Let's see. I don't think I have the right. Uh, I don't have the right logo being displayed. I was going to get uh, some colored ones uh, of this made, and. Uh, didn't get around to it. We got some. Uh, we actually going to have a, a guest on next week's show. Uh, at least that's the current plan. Things can always change, but right now we're looking at having uh, um, pay less four by four from uh, XJ Talk, uh, one of our advertisers. He uh, he's he's agreed to uh, to be. Uh, actually, we're going to record the show and then we'll play it uh, on the live show next week so uh you know just kind of stay tuned uh with uh, on xj talk and see what's going on with that we're going to uh record that uh that conversation later on in the week and uh, there'll be more about that uh for next week's show but we'll have uh, have that coming up and uh, i believe that uh, we're just going to talk about um uh the payless uh, shop what they have to offer and i'm sure some some side notes uh 
a few things uh, that are going on there and uh, some of the, uh, they're actually in California, so I'm sure there's some very uh, either beautiful scenery or colorful stories that uh, can be told about that. So I see we've got a few people showing up now. I see uh, Mark from Detours is here. Uh, Rini, who hasn't been here in a, a couple of shows. Thanks for joining us, Rini. Argonard in the uh, chat room. And uh, there's uh, Hooked on XJs. And, <laughs> and he says, uh, cool FX on the reverb. Ah, wow, I don't, know where well, I don't know where you'd be getting the reverb. Uh, hopefully it's not from me. Although uh, I think I have the ability to uh, to do that. Let's see. can't remember which button it is since I don't mess with it very often. There's one of them here that will uh, uh, give me a bit of a reverb. That's not it. I got, I'm sure that got louder, though. Anyway, mess with that some other time. I, I do have the ability to do some special effects here on the, uh, on the mixer board. I just don't usually mess with it. Um, so uh, this week's show, nothing uh, really planned, just general talk. If you guys um, have some uh, subject that you'd like to talk about or have something you'd like to bring up, please feel free to uh, put it in the chat room and uh, we can talk or discuss it. I think the thing I will go over first, though, is uh, we, uh, we finally did get the, the stickers uh, that had been ordered, uh, the XJ Talk stickers that had been ordered. We finally got those things uh, shipped out. And uh, I'm very happy about that. I'm sure uh, many of you who have uh, purchased those and had been waiting on those uh, are very happy as well. One of the things that uh, we were trying to do, we were trying to uh, reduce the, the postal cost uh, of shipping these stickers. And uh, I knew that it was possible that uh, a smaller envelope might make it cheaper um, we didn't know for sure until we, we tried it. I guess there's some way, there's probably something on the, the website, on the, the U.S. Postal website that would tell you. But apparently, the, um, the special envelopes that my, my wife made for the 6-inch um, stickers uh, made no difference in the cost. So we could ship the sticker, the 6-inch the uh, diameter sticker, we could ship it in eight, eight and a half, eight and a half by 11 manila envelope. Or uh, I think it's eight and a half by eleven. You can put a, a full sheet of paper in it, so I think that's the right size. Or um, these uh, special six and a half inch by six and a half inch. Uh, actually, I think they're a little smaller than that. Um, envelopes that she made out of the the standard size Manila envelopes. Same price, didn't matter. I think um, I think it was like uh, two or three inches too wide to be the the next price down. So that was a failed experiment, and it took us a little longer to, to get those things out because of, uh, because of those uh, making those envelopes. So my apologies for that, but those, uh, those stickers have gone out, and uh, the last thing that we were uh, shipping out was the uh, Performance Distributor Firewire 4.0 kit that, uh, uh, Weldman had <clears throat> excuse me, that Weldman had won in our uh, giveaway for uh, promos which you just heard one of the promos at the uh, one of his promos winning promos at the start of the show and uh, I finally got that out and he should be receiving that Monday and I'm looking forward to finding out if that's going to improve his uh, gas mileage especially now with uh, the gas prices being up around four dollars uh, a gallon I think the I think I saw it like 385 here today 
but it is uh, I know it's higher in other parts of the country um, I thought I heard something on the news that this is the sixth straight week that uh, the barrel of oil a barrel of oil uh, has gone down in price um, I haven't been watching much news I've kind of been listening to podcasts and uh, uh, working and uh, I don't know I haven't been following it it wasn't my my feeling that the the price of a barrel of oil had gone down but uh, very well could be I, I, I firmly believe that we're going to you know get hit a peak and then it's going to drop like it did before um, I, I do not I do not believe that four dollars a gallon is there's no reason for it to, to be that it's the speculators pushing things up um there's an abundance of oil you know maybe one of these days the government will get their head out there at their collective asses and uh start drilling for oil in this country instead of uh, uh making us pay for oil across uh huge bodies of water simply because we want to try to keep our environment pristine um, we have to do some stuff for ourselves. Cannot keep going down this road. And um, we can, um, you know, we can pretty things up uh, after we get through this bad economic time, so on and so forth. So that's what I got for that. Um, don't really see anything else going on here on the chat room um what was i going to talk to you about well there's been something that i've been meaning to uh, to discuss here for a while and um i know that uh some of you get off on a little um oh my god not this this is you know kind of nutty uh, but having gone through it myself i kind of get the feeling that uh it's an important thing that uh, people don't think about which is if you're going to evacuate in an emergency and more than likely you're going to use your jeep uh wayne in uh in new zealand went through this recently not in an evacuation but using his jeep to get around a uh, a quake ravaged area um there's always a possibility that in uh people being in a panic situation may uh, try to attack you and take your vehicle. Uh, they may try to take your vehicle because it is obviously a vehicle that is has been modified and outfitted so that it can go places that normal vehicles cannot. And this was my concern uh, when I started, uh, uh, well, I guess after, a pretty good while after, I started building up my, uh, my Jeep so that uh, I could evacuate my family if we were in another situation with a hurricane bearing down on us, especially a Category 5. And I, I got to thinking about it maybe a year or so later that, uh, hey, I've really got this thing working well. I'm going to be able to, to evacuate my family in this vehicle, at least so I, so I believe. And then I started thinking about, uh, well, I think it was specifically the um, uh, recent, uh, fairly recent uh, Spielberg movie, uh, War of the Worlds. And in that scene, uh, little Tom Cruise uh, was uh, evacuating his family in a vehicle, and they ran upon a crowd, and the crowd basically took the vehicle from them. And somebody had a gun, 
it, it may have been being carried by uh, the, the Tom Cruise family. I can't remember now. And uh, they they randomly started shooting that individual and stealing the car from one another. And you know, seeing what had happened during the evacuation here, uh, whenever it was shortly after Katrina went into Louisiana, we were threatened with Hurricane Rita, which was a Category Five, uh, and then um, dropped down to uh, a Category Three, I think, when it uh, finally made landfall up around Beaumont, which is about 60, 70 miles from uh, where I live. But it panicked, the. I think, the combination of uh, Katrina and seeing all that stuff on uh, on TV and the Category 5 of the uh, Hurricane Rita that was bearing down on the Gulf Coast and looked like it was coming to the Houston area. I think that combination really panicked people. And it was very clear... Uh, a couple of days ahead of time that the traffic was going to be unbelievable. So now I'm looking at, you know, I have a four wheel drive, but it's just your run of the mill stock four wheel drive. And even though the Jeep Cherokee is capable off road as it is, it is, uh, and certainly if you, if you have to go off road in it, then that's probably better than not. Um, but you don't want to be stuck out in the open during a hurricane. Uh, category three, not so much. Category two, maybe not so bad. You know, as long as there's not uh, hail or uh, one of the many tornadoes that get spawned. Uh, but category five, I don't know. Uh, 140, 160, 170 mile per hour winds uh, in a vehicle. Uh, you know, maybe if I'm by myself, but uh, with my children there, with my wife there, no. So anyway, I got to thinking about that, and what if we were evacuating in my now very off-road capable Jeep going around the the traffic jams, and somebody's broke down, somebody's run out of gas. The, there was a lot of people that ran out of gas. There was a lot of people that uh, had overheated vehicles. Remember, this is hurricane season is during the summer, and um, the the vehicles may or may may or may not be prepared for these long bumper to bumper treks. So, you know, I'd be cruising along off-road, and I could see how very quickly somebody could say, I can't leave my family out here listening to the radio or portable TV or whatever that they had, and the, the hurricane is bearing down. And they've got to make a, a command decision. And that command decision is, I've got to take a vehicle from somebody so that I can save my family. I mean, truly, law of the jungle type thing. So I thought about this, and I considered... How, how horrible that would be for an individual to be stuck. And, you know, who am I, who, who am I, who am, who's my family to be the ones that, that are able to survive? And over this other family. And then I got to thinking about it, and, well, it was because I prepared. It's because I prepared my, my vehicle to be able to accomplish this. I didn't do it before the first situation occurred, but thankfully we got through that without being hurt or injured. But now it's upon us again, and I prepared for this situation. That's why we're able to evacuate. So that, in that preparation, I also have to consider what am I going to do to keep my vehicle? And, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things. There's, you can... Uh, 
uh, call 911 if you're being carjacked by some crazed individual who may or may not have a gun, um, that's probably not going to work out too well for you. Uh, it's very doubtful that the, uh, a police officer is going to make his way there in a timely manner to keep you from losing your vehicle. And if you refuse, if they have a, ve- uh, a weapon of some sort, a gun, and you refuse, depending on the level of panic in that individual, uh, you may be dead. You're the one that's stopping them from r- resolving their problem. And it's not necessarily that this person is a criminal. I mean, certainly what they're doing is a, is a criminal activity, but they are panicked. So somebody that might be perfectly fine any other time is not going to be fine now because they're panicking because they're seeing their family would not is not going to survive. Even if that's not true, they just have to feel that. So I made the decision that, and, and I'd been wanting to, uh, I like guns. Uh, I think it's fun to shoot guns. Uh, I certainly don't want guns to shoot people, but that is one, uh, one of the things that you can do with the tool. So uh, I used this as a, a good reason, this fear that I had, this preparation for this, uh, to take care of this fear that I had. Uh, I used this opportunity to um, uh, seek out and, and find uh, a weapon. And uh, I got a, uh, a shotgun, but I just didn't get a, a regular old duck hunting shotgun that's about four feet long. It's not really that long, but, you know, the, the barrels on them are, are quite long. I got a, uh, they don't make them anymore, the Winchester Defender with a pistol grip. So it has a 19-inch barrel, I think. Um, I'm, I may be thinking about a, a legal for, for a rifle. But anyway, uh, it has the shortest barrel that you can have uh, on a shotgun, and it still be legal. And it has a pistol grip, which means it doesn't have a full stock. So now the, the, the shotgun is, is quite small. It, it also means that it's not going to be very easy to uh, control it when you shoot it, but it's going to be easier to carry, especially easier to move around in a, in a, a small environment like a house, or in this case, uh, a Jeep. So I put some stuff on it uh, so that it would uh, carry uh, more shells on the... Uh, is it the magazine? It's the the main housing that uh, where the the shell goes in, the trigger, that whole mechanism. Um, put the little uh, plastic deal on the side there so it could hold seven or eight more rounds. And I think internally, taking out the uh, the plug that was in there, uh, I can put seven rounds of uh, is it three inch double alt buck shells. So uh, with one in the chamber, actually, I guess it would be eight. Uh, I think that's right. And then uh, uh, six or seven there on the side. So it has a a fairly good amount of uh, stopping power uh, with the number of shells that are on there. And and since it's a pump shotgun, you can go through those shells pretty quick. So um, I I get it all black because not only would it be used for protecting myself and my family in an evacuation, uh, I also like the, the gun being black because I don't want people to know the the person that's trying to attack me or kill me i don't want them to know that i have the gun until i decide to use it if i want to make make it uh, known that i have it i can always uh, rack one into the chamber and that that universal sound will certainly get somebody's attention 
So I thought about it a little more, and I thought, well, you know, the shotgun's are a real good idea. That would be great for uh, one, maybe two individuals that was trying to take your vehicle. But what if there's more? What if it's a larger crowd? Maybe, maybe not everybody. Maybe they don't think it through. I mean, it's it's a panic situation. Obviously, maybe they haven't thought it through, and it's like not so much. Uh, uh, you know, these thirty. Well, let's say let's say five, ten people. Uh, are all trying to take the vehicle and uh, they're not necessarily thinking which one of them or which one of their families is going to get it all they know is it's a panic situation <clears throat> and i need this vehicle we well, got to get it from this person before we can decide who's going to take it again law of the jungle type stuff so i thought what could i get that would be something that would take care of a larger group of individuals and uh, you need something that is going to be reliable you need something that has some very good uh, uh, kill power and you need something that puts out a lot of bullets and the thing that came to mind was an AK-47 because you can put a uh, I mean pretty much all of them come with uh, 30 round clips and uh, I call that the, my crowd pleaser. I picked up a, a very inexpensive AK-47. Uh, I read, I think it's a uh, Yugoslavian-made uh, AK-47, uh, stamped receiver, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I read an article on the specifically made AK-47. I read an article on the Internet where this guy uh, took it out, middle of winter, uh, shot a 1,000 rounds through it or so. The barrel was red hot. He took it, he threw it in the back of his pickup, literally, and drove home. It sat out overnight. It was literally um, stuck to the back of his pickup truck in ice. He took it back out where he had been shooting it, uh, broke it out of the ice, made sure, I think he had, had plugged the barrel so no water got in the barrel, uh, unplugged the barrel, um, knocked the ice off it with his boot, uh, put a clip in it and shot another thousand rounds through it. And it was, it never jammed. It was every bit as accurate as what it had been the day before. So it's reliable. It puts out a lot of wep, a lot of bullets and the bullets are of a good size. It's bigger than a, uh, a two twenty three round, which my understanding is it's a, the two twenty three, uh, as in like for the uh, M 16 or, uh, civilian civilian made AR-15 or one of the Bushmaster variants, whatever the uh, the semi-automatics. The 223 uh, military round is meant to um, hurt uh, or injure soldiers on the field, and preferably more than one. And that way, you can take uh, two, three, four people out of the battle uh, because uh, you injure one person, then another person, another soldier has to help them off the battlefield. So the 223 uh, injures the AK-47 762 by 39 uh, is meant to kill, not wound. So you, so what? I got the AK-47. Uh, I took the wood stocks off of it, put some plastic, black plastic, uh, some uh, some goodies on there, a, uh, a folding stock so that it could be shorter again. So whenever you're in a uh, a small area, it's able to be moved around. 
and I got a um, I forget exactly what it's called. It's uh, you can take uh, it's a little thing that you can join two clips together, so I can literally have sixty rounds of ammunition attached to the gun. Now it's quite heavy when you do that, and but that allows me to have a, a lot of firepower in a very small package. And as I said before, I call that the crowd pleaser because that is a lot of bullets that I can put out. And hopefully um, that would deter a crowd from harming uh, me and my family and taking our means of escape. Now, the other side of this is, is like I started, what gives me the right to protect myself and my family over somebody else? Uh I don't like the idea of uh, shooting somebody that's trying to protect their family. I, I don't like it at all. It would be a, a really horrific scene, and it would make a, a bad situation that they were going through a lot worse because now the person that was there to uh, protect them would be severely wounded or dead. And waiting for a hurricane. My hopes is is that I'm sufficiently uh, ready for the situ, uh, yeah, sufficiently ready for the situation that it would be very clear to the individual or individuals that there would be no good reason for them to try to take the vehicle from me, and they they either would calm the hell down, come to their senses. And do the best they could do with what they had, or at the very least, wait for the the next capable off-road vehicle that wasn't as well prepared. That way, I can continue on, I can save my family, and I don't have to kill anybody in the process. That would be that would be my, my biggest wish. And I mention all this to you, not because uh, I want you to think that uh, I'm some badass because I'm not. Uh, I, I'm just a concerned person that wants to protect my family. And it's always really, it's always uh, fun to make fun of people, especially, I think I recently posted up a picture of uh, a guy that had, uh, my gosh, what was it, a couple of 55-inch uh, uh, LCD screens uh, together, uh, put put side by side for a monitor on his computer and he probably had um, my gosh maybe a hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, uh, military style weapons hung all around it and you know somebody says uh, yeah this is definitely a nut you know the very this I'm sure the same case could be made for me and the reason uh, the reason why I'm thinking all these things is because I'm a nut you know, why would you need, that's never going to happen. That's never going to, you're never going to be in a situation where you're going to have to do that. And, and I hope you're, I hope that part of what you're saying is true, but I don't want to be out evacuating during what I saw was going on during hurricane Rita and hope that people are going to stay calm and behave themselves. Um, I think it is a, a really bad situation. It's not just during emergencies. It's during just life in general. I think it's a really bad situation whenever you put yourself in the government's hands and you think that they're going to protect you. 
I think that nine times out of ten, maybe even higher than that, it's probably a safe bet. But you will probably be in a situation sometime in your life where you're going to have to protect yourself at least long enough until the authorities arrive. Which, you know, we've all heard. Sometimes that's 15, 30, 45 minutes, two hours. So how long can you survive depends on how scared the person is that is trying to do something to you, how scared they are of that telephone and you calling 911. So I just wanted to mention this so you guys would think about it prior to you being in the situation, much like I was when Hurricane Rita was uh, bearing down on us. And uh, thankfully, uh, we didn't um, we didn't evacuate, um, and we didn't have to. It was a bit scary. Uh, the main reason we didn't evacuate was, first off, it was it was really hard to get fuel. Uh, the uh, uh, filling stations were either uh, full of people, or they didn't have fuel, or. Um, it wasn't. It didn't make much sense to go because the traffic was uh, so far was backed up so far, and there was uh, really no way of of getting out of this town, at least not a conventional way. So I'm gonna uh, take a quick break here, get a drink of some tea, and I'll be right back. Well, it's amazing how dry your mouth can get whenever you're uh, when you're talking. It goes all the way down to my throat. Well, it looks like um, after I got done with uh, what I was saying on the preparing yourself for uh, bad situations, looks like we've lost uh, Argonard and Mark from Detours, and uh, was just looking over the the chat while uh, while I was uh, getting a little drink of tea there, and uh, looks like they were. Uh, Looks like they were talking to me there in chat, but I missed it. So, sorry guys, I would have liked to have heard your your serious comments uh, on there and any any questions or any rebuttal that you you may have had about uh, about what I was talking about. Certainly, uh, my opinion is just one man's opinion and uh, not necessarily the the only way to look at things. It's just what I experienced firsthand and uh, something that I wanted to. Uh, that I wanted to convey to you guys so that you could think about it 
prior to being faced with the situation. So if you do have a, any comment that you'd like to make on this subject and really any others, or maybe there's some uh, events coming up in uh, your area, uh, I, r- I recommend that you give us a call at our 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, feedback line, and that's 530-675-4102, 530-675-4102. To say uh, what your name is, first name is fine, uh, where you're calling from, and uh, that it's for the xjtalk.com show. And uh, keep in mind, we may play that uh, play that feedback, question, or comment uh, during the live show, and also be available on the podcast. And also, too, don't forget about xjtalk.com. Uh, you can come over there and for free register on the site, and uh, that's a great place to uh, put up your events so that people know about them. Uh, whether it's off-road, barbecues, uh, uh, just a general get-together, fundraisers, uh, just the, uh, you know, pretty much anything you want to uh, to get out there to the folks. We also have a a Facebook site, which is uh, facebook.com slash xjtalk. And that's another great place. I think we've got about uh, 700 or so um, friends uh, on on Facebook. And uh, we see a lot of... uh, uh, event notifications uh, on Facebook. They have some very nice. Uh, they have a very nice interface for event notifications, and uh, that's a great place to uh, to let people know about what's going on, and also too a great place to find out what's going on with uh, XJ Talk and uh, our uh, and many of our vendors. So let's see. There was uh, just looking here on the site. And uh, oh yeah, they were uh, they were joking around in the. I see that looking back in the chat room, they were joking around about uh, Osama bin Laden, and uh, you know I, I guess that that's a, a very topical thing uh, after uh, this happened on. Uh, I guess it was May the first that uh, the news came out that this uh, that Osama bin Laden had been uh, found and and killed by uh, U.S. troops, and uh, Max tracks. Uh, on XJ Talk started a thread, and uh, the thread is uh, the thread subject is Osama bin Laden is dead. And Max Track says in his uh, very uh, simple post, uh, short, simple, to the point, U.S. military finally found him and took him out. Way to go, troops! And I'll I'll say this. Uh, my first response, and it, it was my first uh, thing that I said when I heard about it. Um, I think I, I told my wife. I don't. Uh, I'm not sure if my girls were around, but I told my wife. I hope a marine um, put his boot on his neck and then shot him in the head. I hadn't heard anything other than Osama bin Laden was dead. I didn't know if it was a, a military drone. Uh, attack. I didn't know if it was a, a, a troop thing. Uh, my fear, and, and this sounds bad, my fear was is that he needed uh, dialysis and he couldn't get it and he died. Somewhat of natural causes. Um, my initial, my initial uh, want 
was that he was, um, if not scared, he was at least concerned about what was going to happen to him. He was concerned for his safety, which like the people that were in the tower, when either they saw the, the plane coming or they heard the explosion or they felt the, the building shudder, that trepidation, uh, I wanted him to go through part of that. I wanted him to feel part of that. And, and I would imagine over the, the last 10 years, um, he probably has been pretty nervous many times. But in the, the final moments of his life, I wanted him to, to be concerned for his safety. Even if he knew it wasn't going to turn out well, I wanted him to be concerned. Just like those people, those, the, the people that were in those towers, I wanted him to be concerned just like them. And then part of that, you know, I go, well, gee, I, I don't believe in the death penalty. Uh, I know that's kind of probably hard to believe based on what I was talking about earlier. <laughs> um, there's so many cases that uh, DNA uh, evidence comes up and shows that people are innocent. They've been in, in jail for years and years and years and years. And ultimately, uh, I don't think that that we as as people have the right to decide when somebody dies. I think we do have the right to protect ourselves. And if protecting ourselves means that we have to stop that person with deadly force, then we, then we have to, I think that we as a, as a society have a right to protect ourselves. And that would be to get people that will hurt people in the public away from the public, which would be prison. So even though I understand that politically it wouldn't be a great situation to uh, capture uh, Osama bin Laden and put him in in prison, um, I kind of would have liked that. Just just based on the way that I think about things, uh, I would rather have him in a prison for the rest of his life and not enjoy not enjoy his life not necessarily to suffer physical pain but to suffer the from the standpoint of now he's not on the run he's in a prison uh he sees what's going on with the world uh well it's much like much like the hitler thing isn't it i mean is it better that hitler's dead or would it be better to see let hitler see the world that he helped create not that it's a bad world. I think it's a much better world without Hitler. And, and certainly his attempt to, to kill all the Jews uh, didn't work. He killed a bunch of them. But uh, I believe the, the Jews are doing just fine. Uh, I, I think it would have been very interesting for him to see uh, the Jews take back um, their homeland. And um, I just think that it would have been a, a greater punishment for him to live. And that's why I, I think it would probably be a, excuse me, it would probably be a good idea if they could had to capture Osama, Osama bin Laden, uh, put him on trial, and then 
if and I, you know, I gotta say this: if found guilty, put away in prison for the rest of his life. And I know that's uh, it's not technically a, a martyr situation. But it would it would be uh, like a rallying cry for more terrorism. Uh, let's get Osama Osama bin Laden uh, out of prison, and uh, it would be a taking of hostages and trying to. Uh, barter for his release and, and, and like I say it wouldn't be a great situation for America or its people the best situation was for him to die because there's not a lot they can do other than retaliate and even if they reta- retaliate uh, chances are good it won't be a, a retaliation that occurs uh, on the anniversary of his incarceration or even his death um, I just, it, I'm sure of all the, the, the bad situations that it could be, that was probably the best of the, the, the worst of them. So I, I certainly understand why, uh, why he, he died and why he had to die. Um, but in, in more thoughtful retrospect, I could see for myself personally, uh, I would have rather than have rather them have taken him alive and, um, this let him get a very good sense of the world that uh, he helped create. Uh, I think that the world is going to continue on. I think it's going to uh, be better than it was before, much like it was after uh, there was no more Hitler. Uh, certainly, uh, Osama bin Laden did not rise to the the terror and the um, level of disdain that uh, that Hitler did, but um, definitely made a, a huge difference in the lives of very many Americans. Not only the three thousand or so that were killed in the attack of the Twin Towers, but the um, uh, three to four thousand uh, troops that were killed, and the over fifty thousand that have been injured and lost um, limbs and have had their lives changed uh, forever, and the lives of their families. Um, I know it, it, it sounds a bit cliche these days about talking about our troops and what a wonderful job they do and, and how important it is that what they're doing is protecting us. And being a, uh, a child that was alive during the Vietnam War and seeing some of those things that were being said about our troops back then, uh, and, and never agreeing with it, by the way. Uh, I'm really happy that the, the public, not persona, but the, the public is in support of our troops. I'm very happy that, uh, whether it's a liberal or a conservative, uh, whoever, they at least, I don't think that, that they all, that they all really believe what they're saying but at least their words are i support our troops there's no spitting on our troops as they come home from facing uh, these hugely horrible things that that they've had to go through so i'm very happy that that you know everybody says we support our troops even the ones that are trying to cut funding even the ones that are trying to um, 
you know, downsize the military or um, even the ones, the politicians that obviously hate the military. Uh, they still say that. They still say it. But I want to assure you, I'm not saying it in that way. Uh, I think the military is a, um, a very honorable uh, service. And I firmly believe that if um, our military wasn't in Afghanistan and in Iraq battling insurgents, that we, you and I here, would be protecting our families ourselves. And I'm sure the military would be involved, but I think there would be there would have been a lot more attacks here, and we all would have had to be on alert, and it would have drastically changed our lives. So I, I cannot stress how grateful I am for uh, our young men and women going to a place that is insanely hot, insanely dangerous and putting their lives on the line to protect us here. You don't have to agree with me. You can think the, the war is a, was a bunch of crap, that we were over there for oil, we were over there for whatever reason. I don't believe it. Uh, I believe the troops did what they had to do to keep America safe. And I'm, I'm very grateful. So it looks like uh, we've got VW Fool Y has uh, has dropped in. Uh, good evening. Glad you could join us. We had a few more people in here earlier. Uh, I think they were trying to uh, chat with me uh, here on chat, and I was uh, on my little on my little rant about uh, protecting ourselves in a evacuation. So um, not sure if they left because they disagreed with me. They didn't like what I was saying, or uh, they just couldn't get my attention on chat, but uh, for for any for any reason, uh, glad you're here. Thanks for joining. So let's see. I mentioned about the Facebook thing. Uh, oh, I was going to say that we were on Twitter. Uh, you can follow uh, our tweets on Twitter. It basically uh, the site is set up to automatically go through and uh, every hour or so it'll take the last three uh, posts that were made and uh, put up a little link so if you don't have uh, um, anything but if you don't have a smartphone where you can access the site through a browser or tap -a talk if you're not familiar with tap -a talk you can just look that up on Google and load uh, tap -a talk I believe tap -a talk is available on iPhone and uh, also on the Androids and the the read only version is free so you can literally load up this application on your phone and then uh, punch up xjtalk.com and you can access the the xjtalk.com site from your smartphone so uh, at work while you're taking a break or if you're at your uh, kids little league game and you want to see what's going on in xjtalk you can just uh, whip out your smartphone load up tap -a talk and see what's happening if you want to have the ability to uh, to, to make posts and uh, reply to private messages, you can uh, pay. I think it's uh, six ninety nine. Uh, I think for the the full version, and I believe all they do is just give you a little uh, a little key to to put in, and uh, it activates the the uh, read only free version. 
So then you really have a full functioning application that you can uh, visit the site. And, and other sites are using uh, that as well. It's for um, that uh, Tapatalk is written for the V Bulletin uh, software, which we use and is uh, the, I believe, the most common uh, forum software on the Internet. So chances are good that uh, you'll be able to use that for not only XJTalk, but maybe some of the other Jeep sites that you, uh, that you visit. And, of course, uh, not everybody lives by Jeeps alone. There could be other sites that uh, you, uh, you visit on the, uh, using your browser on your desktop or laptop that you'll be able to use Tapatalk. Just, uh, you know, just check with the, uh, the admins of those sites and see if uh, they support Tapatalk. It's, uh, it's free for them, so just uh, sending them a, a private message might be enough for, to get them to spend the, the 15 minutes to download and install the Tapatalk software. It's very easy to set up. And that's frankly how I found out about it. One of our members uh, asked if we had it, and uh, I'm like, no, what the hell's that? And they told me, and I looked at it and installed it. Very, uh, very easy to do. And uh, made it more functional and useful for our members. And that's what we try to do, is uh, make things uh, better and more functional for our members. So if you've got a Jeep, and uh, even if you don't, you can uh, join us up for uh, join us uh, over at xjtalk.com for free and uh, get in on the fun, the conversations. And as you can tell by tonight's uh, live show uh, or podcast, if you're listening to it record from the recording, it's not just about Jeeps. So join us and, you know, join in the fun. Join in on the conversation. We don't always agree, but uh, we're always respectful. So for everybody that showed up tonight, thanks a lot for coming. Uh, if you're listening to the re- recorded show, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found it, uh, uh, if not entertaining, informational. And uh, think about, uh, if nothing else, think about some of the things that I said you don't have to do anything, um, but think about it. So at least you might be prepared if the time ever comes. And you can ask Wayne in uh, Christchurch, New Zealand, the time can come. And it may not make itself as known as what it was in Christchurch. They were getting some, you know, some shakes before that, uh, the two major earthquakes. And, uh, you know, it had been very quiet over there for all of Wayne's life, some 45 years. So don't let it sneak up and bite you on the ass like it almost bit my family on the ass before I woke up and decided to do something about it. Guys, thanks a lot. Uh, Again, uh, pay less 4x4 on the show next week. So uh, please join us then. And uh, we hope to see you on xjtalk.com. Have a a very good evening.
this is Kurt, a.k.a. Weldman from Wisconsin. If you're looking to get some great information or share what you know about your fucking XJ, and you need to see some fucking pictures of other XJs to get some ideas and how-tos, then this is the fucking place. We come from all over the fucking world, so you might even make a few great friends. You won't find a better group of fucking people to chat with. And best of all, we don't fucking judge you for your ride. So stock or super fucking modified, you always welcome here. So look no further. XJTalk.com is the fucking place you need to be. So sign up, sign in, and have some fucking fun. Okay.